Michael Campana, author of four different Brick Cave books and the upcoming poems in the Key of A Negative. Joining me in the studio today is my co-host, fellow poet and author, Patrick Hare. Hi, Patrick. Hi, Bill. Patrick Hare here, poet and author of the Corporate Boilerplate Vinegar from Brick Cave Books. The Brick Cave podcast is brought to you by the BC Book Club, Brick Cave Media's community portal for readers that love Brick Cave books and authors. You can join today and be part of the Brick Cave story at bcbookclub.com. We are live tonight using Podbeam, so if you visit your favorite app store, you can find the Podbeam app, and we are listed as Bill and Patrick Live, the Brick Cave podcast, or you can find the link in the I Brick Cave Pod calendar Beams. at brickcavemedia.com. I had Podbeams for dinner tonight. Well, Podbeams are delicious. Barbecue huh? Podbeams. It's great. With a little cube of pork on the top. Oh, I like Hey, if, if you like our show, uh, you're really going to love it tonight because we have uh, Russ Kasman's name with us. Russ! How you doing? Hey, I'm doing well, Bill. Thank you. All right. Hey, everybody. What have you written, Russ? <laughs> <laughs> I know you've written something. You must have written something. You're here. Sure. I've written a few uh, phone numbers on bathroom stalls. Oh, and, uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, a manifesto uh, on the Lux uh, bathroom wall in downtown Phoenix. And um, no, I guess I'm best known for writing a, uh, a mini comic book called Amazing Arizona Comics. And uh, I've also written and self-published some uh, poetry. There you go, so. Speed Camera. That's right. You've been you've been in the poetry scene in Phoenix for how many years now? I moved to Phoenix in 2010, so ten years. Wow, I would have thought it was. Longer. It seems like it was a lot longer. Yeah. Wow, uh, thanks. Right? Was there another yeah, one of you yes, writing right. comics like in 2005 you disappeared or something? For a, for a while, <laughs> you disappeared. Yeah, I uh, hibernated a bit and then had a triumphant return. Yeah, um, yeah, it kind of fits my Christ complex, I think. When you, <laughs> <laughs> when you well, disappear and wow. you come back, and <laughs> your uh, scars. You I made, yep. Oh yeah, I made uh, many poets uh, touch my palm just to prove it was me. Yeah. Touch my palm. <laughs> All the doubting Thomases out there. Absolutely. The touch fingers. my palm. I got joy busters on my palms. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yeah, I kind of weave in and out of different yeah. creative circles. We're all weaving out right now. That's true. <laughs> Nobody's weaving in anymore. It's it's sad. I miss uh, I miss doing live poetry. I do too. I really do. Yeah, there's like a, a thrill from it. I think even like yeah. the, the the slam in Casa Grande there. Yeah. Was, uh... There's another one coming up. Oh really? Yeah. Neat. Well, that was recent. Up. Yeah, Maricopa. Oh. Wow. I'll leave a half hour earlier because I only left. I left it one and a half hours early and still almost didn't make it. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh they're 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 dying for, for poetry in Maricopa. Literally. Wow. They're dying. Literally. They, they were like all over the <laughs> all wow. over the stairs when we were walking in. <laughs> Bodies strewn. Gasping for gasping for nouns. <gasps> <laughs> well you've been reading live pretty faithfully every friday on facebook for the yeah. last uh, year or so yeah it's it's just not the same though you know it's just not the same it's uh it's almost like rehearsal you know just practicing for, sure and of course when when they actually start having live events you'll say geez i thought you were practicing <laughs> i thought you practiced already what is this you don't sound any different than when you practice so has this year taught us that the live performance aspect is integral it is. to poetry's viability and existence? Yeah. I mean, it's, I still, I, I kind of stopped writing 
in September. And, and I, I really didn't write much until like a couple of weeks ago I started writing again. Wow. It's hard. It's just like I'm writing and it's like, what is this crap? <laughs> I guess it's like when a band puts out an album and then doesn't go on tour. Yeah. Does it? What's what's the album with right. the the follow the live? Do they make a sound? Right. <laughs> if, 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 they, if there's no tour, do they make a sound? Right. Right. <laughs> do they, Bob? Do they make a sound? No. They don't okay. Make a sound, no sounds. That's Bob Nelson, our producer. So. Yeah. And you recently launched a subscription plan for your comics, so tell us about. It. I I sure did. Considering uh, as we're talking about no live events uh, in the last almost 365 days to the date where. We're recording this uh, going into the new year. I wasn't sure if there would be Comic Cons for my comics or shows for my zines and self-published stuff. So I thought, well, why not uh, create a subscription so folks can um, pay a very nominal annual fee, and every month I would send them whatever I've self-published. So whether or not Comic Cons or, or open mics or zine fests or whatever come back, I could at least self-publish. The physical material and know it's getting into people's hands now i could have done that through like kickstarter or indiegogo but i thought i'm just going to do it on social media yeah. as grassroots as can be and i set a very uh a humble goal and I was, very, I was very happy to meet that goal and it funded the printing of this stuff for the year and uh cool yeah i'm, I'm pleased now of course in jan i had january's slate prepared as i was promoting the subscription service 10 days now into february i have no idea what my subscribers will get for february but um i'm working on my comic for next month so it's it's this interesting challenge now where had we had events i wouldn't have felt as much pressure to put out something new because you know you see new and different people everywhere but now it's like okay i'm going to be catering to the same for february just send them a valentine card i, I did think about that i, <laughs> I thought about a, belated, a intentionally belated give them a, a valentine's card <laughs> and i was thinking an arizona themed Valentine's Day. Right, card well, you could draw it, you know. Yeah. You know, like Arpaio with like a, a sword right into his chest. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you open it up, he's like holding the sword with his heart on it. So do you have a, uh, like, to fade. a link to plug all this stuff from? Or? Sure. Uh, AmazingArizonaComics.com. Okay. That's it. And then on Instagram, at AmazingAZComics. That's where I promote my stuff and uh, twerk and do all the things you're supposed Ooh, to twerk, do on twerk. Uh, twerk. Well, I don't know. I mean, if, that, if, that, if that's what gets the kids you there, can't see. sure. Like, you really just pushed me right over the edge, there, Russ. I don't know what to say. On the job injury, if I try to do. That's why my back keeps going up. Well, right. that's uh, that's all the social media is is uh, twerks, bunch of twerks, yeah, bunch of yeah. You. It's all filters, you lousy twerk. It's a series of tubes, people. <laughs> So you've got poems. Why don't you read one? Oh, okay, yeah. sure. You know what? I think I have. Speaking of tubes, I think I have a, a poem dedicated to porn tube. Oh, yeah. excellent. Here we go. The tubes. I don't know. I, I remember when I wrote tubes. this. Is a couple years old. I remember when I wrote this. I wasn't sure how well it it played. So uh, let's see now. Um, this one's called a poem for porn tube. Just in time for Valentine's Day. A poem <laughs> for porn tube. If porn was truly tubular, with all of the convenience of a Pringles can, we could actually make love to porn itself, each thrust exploring a deeper level of our own perversions, the workplace fantasy, the homosexual experiment, the new transgendered neighbor. 
a Dante's Inferno of denied desires, grasped from the outside, probed from within, but never experienced in the midst. Therefore, the lover you can see, but are forever denied to touch. I realize now that's actually a poem about a fleshlight. I realize that now. <laughs> wow. Gorillas in the midst. <laughs> I was just thinking if porn was a tube, like a oh. physical Pringles can-like tube, yeah. that is called a fleshlight now. That, that's how far the world has come since I've written this poem. I wonder I like Pringles I so much. <laughs> yeah, now they come in many different flavors. That explains that guy's mustache. Hey, hey, uh, I, I, I like the Pringles that taste like prostitution. <laughs> Let's see how this stacks up. Yes. Oh, <laughs> this podcast is just going well. Exactly, and we're live on the air. We're on fire. Live, people. Live. And remember, folks, if you read a Brick Cave book, we'd love to hear what you think. Send us an email to readersfeedback at brickcavemedia.com and let us know what you think. Especially if you use words like perverse, <laughs> horrifying, and garbage. Those are the best ones. Scandalization. The uh, old uh, William Gaines, before he did Mad Magazine, he did those horror comics. And I have like uh, like a reprint of some of them. And one of them had a letter from somebody saying that, that your comics are just complete filth. And so the answer back was, <laughs> well, you know, for 50 cents, you can get a year subscription to our filth. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I said the same thing to Larry Flint. <laughs> oh, rest in peace, Larry. Yeah. For, yeah, first it was Larry King and then now Larry Flint. Yeah, who's yeah, next? Who's Larry, 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 the, the Larry, Larry, Larry Storch. Larry Trifecta. <laughs> Larry the Cable Larry, guy? Larry Storch. I thought he died. Yeah, he's still alive. No, he's still alive. Wow. He's like uh, 90, 11. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's not quite Kirk Douglas old, but he's he's in his 90s. Corporal Agarn. So you do have somebody that's trying to dial in. You just won't be able to hear him because there's no speakers. So I'm no. not going to commit to that. But it's uh, Kinley Baker 7. Is, is, so you might want to say hi to Kinley Baker 7. I can't Baker, Baker 7. 7. <laughs> you got that in stereo. Yeah. But only if you got the really good Bluetooth headset. There you, go. you guys can take callers while you're live? Yeah. If I, if, if there's ah, Larry King. Is a caller there? Hello, Rose in Kansas. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's Larry King. From Poughkeepsie. Hello. Hello. <laughs> this is Larry Flint. You're on Larry Flint Live. <laughs> so I'll work on that. I will get us. Cool. That's a All feature. right. All right. Maybe All right. if our caller could write the question in or something like that. Well, I, I did tell them they could post. So oh, I good. Say... Can I, as long as our callers can write. Yes. That's, that's, one, that's, that's one listener. That's a record, people. One listener. We got one. Three on right now. Oh. Okay. Well, those are probably just. Patrick, you going to do a poem or should I do a poem? I think okay. Gary's on. Who? Gary. Gary Bowers? Hey, Gary Bowers. Hey, Gary Bowers. Shout out to the Bow. To the Bowster. <laughs> Wow. You know, Thank when I first met Gary, I, I, I called him Gary Bauer, and he said, it's Bowers. And I said, oh, I didn't realize you were plural. No, the <laughs> presidential candidate that always loses is the other. Is Gary <laughs> All right. Well, I will read a poem that I only Gary read once five years ago because Gary it Bowers. somehow fell out of fashion. But Gary it is kind Bowers. of in fashion in the sense that it's about insanity. Two, three, four. 
how far down the rabbit hole do I have to go defending whatever horrible crap came out of my candidate today? What acidic drip drop leakage has emerged from my avowed choice to appear make it appear even more unpalatable? And how much of my reputation's credit do I have to double down before the final cards are even turned over? Can someone email me the mental gymnastic procedure necessary to justify my enthusiastic support? And why is it vital because at least the pot is not the kettle. Can you force feed me some kind of those rhetorical pretzels about how my choice really didn't mean the things that were written or said and always held the currently popular position, no matter how many sound bites exist to the contrary? Can you get me hyped up on the denial that a big chunk of my fellow party members can't even swallow? <laughs> Can you show me the mindfulness necessary to pretend that there can't be a, can't possibly be a fire despite all the smoke? Give me the certainty that principles can be founded on a lesser evil. I must remind myself that true loyalty means that neither video, nor email, nor gloom of ineptitude will stray my fervor from the anointed choice. No depth of vulgarity, criminal behavior, collusion, or mind-bending pivot will erase the certainty that I can survive this whole thing and beat the other guys if I just drink a little less Kool-Aid. Shut it out. Shut out the little voice telling me that in a long game, it is best to just lose right now and form a better foundation from the pieces later. Delude me into thinking that I can change my adversaries' misguided minds, but I won't waver from the fixed permanent. Prove to me that I have picked the best of the 140 character philosophers. Please, push me into the dis double-think dissonance where this is the best and only choice. Assure me that I will not inherit the collective guilt for being any piece of the process that picked this loaded side of a devil's coin toss. Give it to me and wash me in the diehard commitment that I can follow all the way through Dresden and Nagasaki before I ever admit that I could possibly be picking the darker shade of pitch black. Thank you. <laughs> Luckily, none of that has come true in any way, shape, or Nagasaki. <laughs> How did you like that, Gary? Gary Bowers is out there. Did you like that one, Gary? Why don't you tell us if you like that or not? <laughs> Saskatchewan, Gary oh, Bowers. Oh, Hello. Hey, man. Oh, oh. This is Gary Flint live. Can't say anything bad about somebody who drew a picture of me once. This Gary. That's true. Yeah. So Ernesto has got like even more credit than you do, Gary, because he draws pictures of me all the time when I'm at one of those readings. Yeah. <laughs> and I send the picture to my wife, and she said, "You sent me that picture last time." And I say, "No, no, it's a different picture. Look at the other people in the picture; they're all different." <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter, Gary? Cat got your tongue? <laughs> you can't speak right now? Is your mouth full of booze or something? You, you can't talk because you're you're just too drunk to talk? Is that what it is? Well, so what? Lots of people say weird things out loud yeah, on the bus, say, Gary. He really <laughs> out talking to himself on the bus. And you'll look normal. Gary's in transit. He's in transit? He's in transit. He's on the bus. Well, have a nice ride, Gary. Don't miss, don't miss your stop now. <laughs> you, you'll have to ride around the entire city. All over again. You'll get home four hours later. Uh, Madam Askew is with you as well tonight. We want to give a shout out to Madam Askew. Madam Askew. What's up? What's up? What's up, Madam Askew? She did ask if porn was going to be the only topic that you were talking about tonight. No, I, no. I kind of figured you've already disproven that. I don't, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of done with porn. 
Nobody's ever done with porn. You don't, you don't watch it now for the art? Exactly. <laughs> the story? I, no. When you think about it, real life really is just the first two minutes of any porn. You can't you know fast I mean? forward through it, though. I'm yeah. often right, going to Bill, work or ordering a pizza. Well, I, 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 this, this, this is a poem about pornography. No, I'm kidding. This is called Autobiography in Real Time or Felony Mustache and Hyperbolic Soul Patch. And it has nothing to do with the poem. In fact, the poem has nothing to do with the title. So here we go. What do you think about that, Gary? Gary? Gary, are you out there? Don't miss your stop, Gary. <clears throat> tip the driver. Don't forget to tip your bus driver. Do they do that? I was going to say. They have tip, tip jars the out there driver. on buses? Hey, I got you there, didn't I? Come on. <laughs> it's just me. I don't have to share the tips with the staff in the back. I don't have to split my tip with a guy who changes the tire. <laughs> Come on, Gary. Would it kill you to give the guy a buck? Jesus. Maybe he'll drive you right up to your apartment. Yeah. It's hard to do. Uh, <laughs> I thought getting Back off, porn, I thought we huh? weren't talking about porn. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Felony mustache and hyperbolic soul patch. Torpid eye movement and dreams that refute memories which deny reality. Your induction into the Oblivion Hall of Fame took a lazy detour down a hardly visible path of barely audible pin droppings. Half baked to imperfection, the fluorescent mammals stampedes at dusk. That's one of those. Uh, little thing they say that uh, <laughs> it's one of those spy movie things the fluorescent mammal stampedes at dusk all right i'm not done i'm not done gary i'm not done strap yourself in pal wait we got a short you're losing a good god i'm not saying the radio is a cruel god but occasionally people will change in mid-sentence Beliefs, gender, you name it. Others will follow seduction down unknown streets in the strange districts. Stay on that bus, Gary. Stay on the bus. There are jets that fly from my head. My luggage is jettisoned over the monochromatic patchwork of America. I dream in gray, but in the dreams it is spelled differently. If we are doomed to repeat history, then why are we so concerned about the future? I have a machine that chews raw meat and spits it out. It saves me a lot of trouble. I have a candle that smells like a house fire. I think the dog on the corner has a mistress. I'm going to attempt paying for an oil change with my Medicare card. Let's see how deep Uncle Sam's pockets are. Some people make struggling look so easy. Thank you. My goodness. We now found a name for our podcast. Yeah, it's called Gary. <laughs> Travels with Gary. Well, Russ, um, you're the star today, or the guest oh, star. Boy. Wow, really? <laughs> and we're not so hearing your poems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you like comics, then you'll love Arizona comics. Amazing. Amazing Arizona, Arizona comics. comics. You get that branding. <laughs> Let's see. Not those primo Arizona comics that you find on the bottom of your shoe when That's you go right. in your bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I'll read this since this is... Um, uh, porn night? Porn adjacent. This oh, would be yeah. porn adjacent. Um, <laughs> that'd be a good band name. <laughs> and now, porn adjacent. 
a lot of songs about uh, wet wipes and whatnot. Um, Wear your mask. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. Scotch guard that mask. Wear your mask. Can you isolate that, Bob, for my ringtone, please? Scotch I'm going to make guard. that a ringtone. Scotch guard your hat. Wear your mask. This poem is uh, was written on the day uh, the news told us last April that men are more susceptible to the virus because we could contract it through our testicles. Remember that day? There was a there were a bevy of days where there were different symptoms and ways you could contract it. You could get it through your toes. Remember the COVID toes? You could if you have pink eye, that's a symptom. That was a, a news story for a day. Kids can't get it now. They can get it now. They're carrying it. Um, there was a kid that ate the bat in the first place. They went through the whole gamut, and so, there was a... like COVID nineteen is actually a position. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's just nuts. This is where uh, you and your lover cover each other's mouths and uh, stay inside for a year. <laughs> but uh, so this poem is uh, about how we as men were uh, more vulnerable to COVID for that day. It's called toxic masculinity. <laughs> Somewhere between pink eye and COVID toes, my testicles are in trouble. The left one wants to shelter in place. The right is already back to work. <laughs> Bipartisanship in my pants. But I hear enough debate on television. The quarantined are getting crotchety. And going outside is just plain nuts. Oh. <laughs> I applaud that one. <laughs> That was clean. That was totally fine. That was totally fine. That was Now that I know we're playing just to Gary. I, uh... <laughs> uh, I'm playing to Gary, anonymous you, and Kimberly Baker Sunday. Oh, okay. Yes, oh, yes. Hi, folks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that the rest of you guys don't have a name that rolls off the tongue like Gary. <laughs> 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 we don't know if you're riding a bus or in a car or in a plane. Or... Oh, Gary. On a train or with a goat or bike. <laughs> yeah. Gary. <laughs> well, I was inspired by the dreamlike imagery of that to read a poem that I haven't read in 20 years. And it's possible that I haven't read this poem in 20 years because it's crap. But that's for you to decide. This book said it. <laughs> <laughs> Until recently, nobody has ever checked into what the average poet dreams about. Until research by the Asbestos and Radium Tobacco Company proved that smoking is a safe and reliable way to keep children quiet during long car trips, and that all poets share a common co cross-section of dream references involving magical talking mango pies. Our subject, whose voice has been altered to protect his identity, revealed his disturbing vision in this way. A spectacular fluorescent tornado arose from my stained glass water-cooled tobacco pipe fervently lifting my soul through history and assorted metaphors, flinging my mind through a pastiche of references to the episode where the professor covertly used palm fronds and coconut seeds to tattoo Gilligan's face on Mr. Howell's behind in order to satisfy the eccentric millionaire's fetish to be repeatedly spanked with a skipper's hat. But then it all went black, and I fell up into Stonehenge, where I found myself trapped in the body of Pat Robertson, and I knew I was out of touch because I was wearing a white dress after Labor Day. But then the stones started spinning counterclockwise, and I was shot out of the monument into a, into a university lecture on the topic of why space, time, and lesser dimensions were created by a god who wanted to make money selling Amway products. 
And then I w woke up in my own sweat, screaming, don't take my avocados out of the aquarium, Mr. Wizard, or I'll use that pointy head of yours as a hood ornament. But before I continue, maybe I should tell you about that dream. <laughs> oh, wow. All right, all right. So, Russ. Yes. I'm going to ask you a question from up here behind the board. Okay. Uh, you actually have a project that you've been hosting for a while. That's right. So, tell everybody about it. Are you talking about uh, No More Zombies? Exactly. My first and only uh, live recording? Yeah of a poetry reading. Gosh, I remember that night well. That was Where like were right we? next door to Queens. <laughs> yeah, we were at the, the, yeah. the Aquabats were playing next door. That's right. That's right. Story of my life. Uh, that was there. Aquabats, puppet show. I remember um, feeling very nervous and honored and humbled that you believed in my stuff enough to record it and make it uh, permanent and available for purchase. That's still uh, something that uh, that excites me and uh, and motivates me to continue writing. Um, I couldn't tell you one poem that was on that live recording now because it's yeah, some nine years old. Other than "No More Zombies" being yeah. the name of one, but every now and then, you know, that was in a phase of my. I, I was really just introduced to Slam through you guys here in Mesa, and um, I wanted to, you know inject the the form with my own voice and my love of pop culture so i had stuff about mr t and lady gaga's meat dress and uh I and I, every now and then maybe once a year somebody will stop me in downtown phoenix or if i'm here at a second friday or something and they'll say meat dress guy <laughs> yeah. so i guess that's my legacy but <laughs> Um, the meat dress and speed camera. That's right. <laughs> dress and speed camera. So, um, yeah, I would like to do another uh, live recording uh, someday, but um, that experience was, was very memorable and certainly something that would have to be beat. It would have to be right to do another one. So, can't just crank them out like these guys. <laughs> so, do the acrobats come to Mesa, or this was in Mesa, right? Yeah. Do they, I, I remember going to one of those shows where there was the Aquabats next door and it like rained right afterwards a whole lot. I, I'm no, I'm wondering if it's the same time. Probably. I don't remember if it was that particular show because the Aquabats did happen to be playing next door that night. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I, you talk about it in the banter. Oh, do I? Yeah. I'm sure I do. <laughs> the Aquabats. It's like it's like maybe there's more than one of those things happening, but because I, I had people come to see me. So, yeah, my my mother-in-law and her friend. And so, like, they drove a long way to see him. Sure. But I can't remember if it was the same one now, and I'm just freaking out. It's that like, might have been often. the same night. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I just it rained. It rained that, that night. Yeah. Yeah, because it rained a lot. And yeah. it was just like this wall of rain came out of nowhere. Poets always remember when it rains. I, I, yeah, I, re I remember <laughs> driving home and seeing people walking in the rain. And these suckers. Get a, get a car. Get a job. Jeez, get a car. You might have to walk in the rain. I remember thinking that, you know, poetry was kind of my escape from comics and that and that aspect of creativity. And yet, next door, men in tights. Uh, so I just right? cannot escape the latex, I guess. Men, specifically. 
in Lakehouse. Hey, they had a lot of fans that were dressed up. I thought that's pretty cool. I mean, for, yes. you know, those, those, the, like the fandom where you're not, uh, you know, universally known, but where you have but the people that actually give a shit enough to, to actually, you know, yeah, dress up and create a, a costume and have a wardrobe dedicated just to you. So Gary's been busy, by the way. He's been he's been sharing comments as you guys are talking. With what? Uh, other bus? Uh, other other yeah, passengers? Let me, run, let me run through them real quick because he's. I think he's commenting on some some sites. <laughs> as uh, fast as getting he's... off is hard to do. Where Wentz wished the fella named Bill was looking for and cheap thrill. He said to a lady, "Come back when you're 80, and I will play ants to your hill." Oh, wow. <laughs> that's a great win, Rich. Wow. And Patrick, you have one as well. There once was a fella named Hair, took food and a drink in Turner's air. This woman said, honey, your dryer calls for some money, and feels so good I don't care. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's, uh... Nope. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Russ, you guys not been left out. I think the rhythm and meter is off on that one a little oh, bit. I said, I said that was a stretch, but yeah, at least you got Lex Luthor. I got freaking hot dogs and lube, man. <laughs> Is that what people really think about me? That's another <laughs> punk band, hot dogs and blue. <laughs> Back right, in my day, do, we called it mustard. Let's do one more round of poetry. Oh, okay. Did okay. we complete that round? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I guess we did, yes. Who started? Is it my turn? Let's have Russ go because he's our go, guest Russ. star. Go, Daddy, oh, go! People aren't tired of the stuff you're doing. <laughs> like damn my... <laughs> there's pressure when uh when you're in the you're in the room with when you're actually in the room i just thought i'd bring some zines now just pick one and read it but now it's like wow yeah i gotta strategize um well this isn't a competition no not at all thank, thank goodness but uh i'm gonna do something memorable the only one scoring it is gary at the most easy enough left out Scoring on the bus. Losing the magic. Um, this is a poem I wrote exclusively for the uh, erotic Festivus a couple of years ago that's mm. often at the Alwyn House, historically. Um, and it's been a hit, so I've read it every oh, year yeah. since. And uh, about dry humping? No, but that was another of my <laughs> older pieces oh, that I, I might revisit that one. at some that point. Was great. Thank you. Wow. That one was, that's, that's a good one right there. <laughs> that, that makes the, uh, the basic greatest hits. The oft unexplored topic yeah. of dry humping. That's right. We need a greatest hits CD, Bob, of all the, the greatest hits in Mesa. Dude, there's so much audio. It would take me years. Interns. That's why they keep leaving. There's all the stuff that. Jordan. Jordan. There's all the stuff that Jordan has sent to you. The, you know, the little gold nuggets of theirs. The audio was like bad back then, though. It was like scratchy. Well, some of that was the uh, 
like the Mac microphone, I think, but yeah. other stuff is all right. Mac mic, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was you could put that stuff on like a cassette and sell it as a uh, right. retro piece. You, know, you like say it's the missing Watergate tapes. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Burn it on vinyl and blame the vinyl. <laughs> stuff that Rosemary Woods wouldn't let us listen to. <laughs> so this poem is called Upon Making Love to a Mermaid. A Mermaid. <clears throat> You never forget the smell. It reminds you of summer vacation. You never get rid of the sand either because it's everywhere. Still in your shoes, still in the sheets, still in the shower. Like you live in an hourglass, each grain, a moment further from one of the most magical nights of your life. You'll hear the roar of the ocean between her breasts. There's no metaphor here. She's just wearing one of those conch shell bras. Also, she has no vagina. You won't find it anyway, not with all of those scales. It's the wettest of dry humpings, like making love to a sequined pillow. You won't need a condom, but she may wrap your cock in seaweed, like a California roll, just to feel more at home. Don't be afraid to come anywhere. She lives underwater. That's where she'll return when it's over. You'll never hear from her again. Her first love is the sea, and no matter how great a lover you are, you can't compete with 70% of the earth. Oh, my God. Well played, sir. <laughs> that was, um, Based on a true story. Wow. What an experience this is. <laughs> okay. Uh, so just real quick, might want to welcome Kate Johnson and Big Life 16135. Hey, Big Life one six three five seven nine six one three five and who's the other one? Three oh nine. Kate Johnson, Johnson, Phoenix Suns, Kevin Johnson, Mayor of Huh? Could be, right? Is that K A Y or K A Y? Letter K. Well I'm B. Bill, you're up. Oh. Okay, this is just just more uh, ramblings that I've kind of strung together because uh, was born a rambling man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> rambling, gambling. It's called Gig Bag, Body Bag. A man makes an electric guitar out of the skeleton of his dead uncle. The rib cage, the spine, pretty cool. Too bad his uncle is not around to see it. I stopped by on my way home. I stopped on my way home from work and picked up one of those fast food beyond impossible artificial hamburgers, which I fittingly paid for with cryptocurrency. Even more fitting was that when I arrived home and opened the bag, there was nothing in it. You get what you pay for. If you are impatiently waiting to get registered for your first COVID-19 vaccination, I mean impatiently in all capital letters, then you need to log on to healthcare.gov and see if you qualify for some chill pills. Thank you. That's it. Oh, and there's one, organic spine. I believe soup may be the only acceptable substitute for the milk of human kindness. And not necessarily the cream-based soups. Good night, everybody. <laughs> I am Bill. I am Bill Jr. And I am Bill the Third. Thank you. All right. Well, this piece is based on a true story from many years ago. I'm not sure of many things. 
And I'm sure that we were having a good time at our one-on-one -on -one reunion, and it had nothing to do with my giant glass of beer or your frozen margaritas. I'm sure that you don't know your secondhand smoke to be an aphrodisiac, and that you and your unseen man are happy together in your mutual home. And although I am sad to see you living in my former personal hell, we are free here, and I'm a sorcerer when I make you laugh. I'm not sure when you took me back to my car that you wanted to kiss me or just hug me in friendship, but your body was turned in that direction, and maybe if the light beer hadn't left, I would have gone for it. <laughs> Perhaps I think too much or shy too easily, but I know that if I had taken the 30 seconds for either event, the stars would have spun around us in a streak, the freeway traffic would have gone half a mile more down the road, and my future in time and space would have been nudged in a fairer direction by the scent of your hair alone. I drove away thinking of you, and even Willie Nelson in my tape deck said that maybe he hadn't told you those things, but you were always on his mind, like you were on mine. You passed by at 65, tossing your cigarette out onto orange pavement fireworks, and waved as I tried to feel stoic as your exit came to speed you off to him and home, but mist was in my eyes as you saluted in passing, giving me a serene blur to be quickly backlit by flashing blue and red rear view reflection of instant cop karma for my expired license tags, and even Willie paused, giving me time to pull off the road he couldn't wait to get back on again. And damn it all to hell, I am sure that even a fumbled hug in your direction would have brought me 30 seconds further up the highway and half a mile from this sad citation. Wow. Wow. I remember, I remember that piece. I remember that. Wow. Beautiful poem. Beautiful piece. Wow. $75 fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good night, Gary. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Bill. Thank Sleep you again tight, for listening to this edition of the Brick Cave Podcast, Russ. Thank you for being us <laughs> with us today. My pleasure, <laughs> Patrick. Answer, Russ. Answer him. Online. I think you answered that question. But say it again. I can reiterate AmazingArizonaComics.com and on Instagram at AmazingAZComics. Okay, and any time you'd like to hear us, just join us online at BrickCavePodcast.com. Our BC Book Club supporters can enjoy extra episodes and other great advantages. Details at BCBookClub.com. And if you're Gary, we'll talk about you the whole damn podcast. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. So thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye, Ross. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, Russ. All right. <laughs>